It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor, while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sex Talk with Lou. And today, just before... Uh, I arrived here for the show. I had a good friend and colleague here, and we shot a little mini demo video. So it was Kim Ayers, and we did a video of Bubble Love, which when you're looking at, because I said this was going to be a show about all things sex toys, which it will be. And But what I look for when it comes to any novelty or any toy is, A, does it work? Is it well-manufactured, and what is behind it? So if it comes from someone who is developed from their own need or desire, that for me is even more so, which, by the way, we're then going to talk about <laughs> at some point, what truly defines a lesbian sex toy. <laughs> so my guest today is Kim Ayers. Welcome, Kim. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I always love being here. So we had fun shooting Uh, the video talking about the variances of Bubble Love, which it's now been out now how long, 18 months? No, a little less than that, since June. Okay. Going into our first year. And, oh, I guess it's because I'd seen it before it was launched. Exactly. I'd seen the prototypes. Exactly. Lucky me. Yay. (laughs) Now, there's been changes with how the marketing, the demand from the consumer is it is changing to more of a health and a personal body, like more of a spa product. Exactly, exactly. What Bubble Love does is it shoots out a jet of air bubbles with water. It only works underwater, in fact. So the engineer who made it for his wife originally made it for clitoral stimulation, which is fabulous and things. But what we're finding is that a lot of people who get it are like, it's a great muscle massager and relaxer, and it turns my tub into a jacuzzi tub. Mm-hmm. It's because a lot of us don't have that, and it just it's an amazing portable bubble jet. So we're finding that a lot of people like using it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, men are liking it a lot, now, too. Yeah, now, explain how men are using it then, because sometimes people go like this. Men using to think something that women would only use? Exactly, mm. exactly. Well, what it is is it's a really strong but gentle bubble jet stream. And also, too, is if it just takes in water, it shoots out a strong and gentle water jet, too. So it's not as harsh as a jacuzzi jet. So a lot of men are liking that 
for stimulation purposes as well because when you're in the bath, as we all know, your skin is a lot looser and mm -hmm. flexible and things like that. So it can be used to stimulate the scrotal area mm -hmm. or the perineum area, which we know is very rich in nerve endings. And you had brought something up that was really interesting about the health aspect right. for men. Right, because here's what, what we do know is that Prostate health is the one area, and Charlie Glickman and why am I drawing Tamazian? I'm drawing a blank on her name. She was the one who came up with the idea. They wrote their book, you know, The Ultimate Guide to Prostate Health. And he, you know, really we do know that that, that is an area of a man's body that does need to have attention. And when the nerve endings just underneath the scrotum are the nerve endings that are concentrated for the pelvic and the hypogastric, hypo meaning hyper below stomach. And those nerve endings are associated with the prostate. So the stimulation of them, that anytime you have a nerve that gets good stimulation, that then promotes, because it's blood flow that goes to the prostate, promotes circulation. Anything that is sluggish, I mean, the whole idea of acupuncture is to get things flowing. Exactly. The whole idea of working out, hello aerobics, is to get circulation going. So if you're using either muscles or nerves or another nerve that stimulates blood flow, you're doing a good thing from a health standpoint. But what we also know is that many men are not aware of the real health benefits of prostate massage, which any, I mean, I've had um, urologists tell me that you can tell when a man hasn't been ejaculating very much because the prostate feels boggy. It feels soft and boggy. But if it has ejaculated, meaning you know, the contraction, the cowper's glands, the prostate, for the ejection of the ejaculate, it feels firmer. Exactly, because it spasms and that's a muscle. Right. It, it had a workout. Right. 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 So this isn't necessarily going to cause an orgasm, but what it will do is create more blood flow to an area. And the more that you have the awareness of sensation, the better. So let's continue with the health aspect. So more massaging, more spa-like, because that's what people have said. They're experimenting, which it, I love how people are creative. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny because... It's, you know, here it was originally invented for clitoral stimulation, and oh, by the way, it makes a great jacuzzi spa, as opposed to like, hey, it's a great spa product that can be used, yeah, <laughs> there too. So it's real interesting, and so we're finding that that's where a lot of people want to go with it, and that's how they want to use it a lot. Because I'll tell you, it can take up to, you can use it in a hot tub. Mm -hmm. So if you have like still hot tub or keep a really hot bath, it totally works fine. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's got, so much great use that way. So mm -hmm. that's how a lot of people are using it. Even the women that I've given it to for to use for sexual purposes, they're like, oh no, actually I'm finding I'm using it even more so for like just after running or after just like relaxing in a tub. Mm -hmm. It's just great. And then as we all know, it makes a kick-ass bubble bath. <laughs> So, <laughs> absolutely. Really and here's the thing people have to know. First off, you can find Bubble Blog. Where's the best places where they can get it? There's lots of places. Pleasure Chest carries it, and, oh, let's see, Babeland, Good Vibrations has it also. Right. And then we have a list of retailers, both bricks and mortar and online, at the BubbleLove.com website. Okay. So there they have it. Because I, I here's the thing. This is a product, and what's the price point for people? Um, it's around 179 Okay. And it's warranted for a year, too. Right. So. And here's the thing. This product is so well made. It's not made the way that most things are assembly line coming out of things for, because it did not come from the area of the adult toy mm -hmm. industry. This is a completely unique product. This was, this was a newbie. 
it's totally a newbie. And it's a new concept, too, because everybody's like, oh, it's a waterproof vibrator. It's like, no, no, not at all. I also say it's the first non-contact sex toy that you can get off with. Right. And here's the thing. For many women, let's talk about it. They're nude. They're by themselves. They're in a bathroom. They're in the water. The way most, a lot of women first discover orgasm and their own pleasure is with water. I mean, hello, how do you spell? Why do you think that the little shower heads are so... I the gentleman who just dropped me off today. I said, you know, the shower heads? And he goes, I guess, oh. <laughs> I said, when women see this, they get it. They totally get it. For the majority of men, when they see it, they're kind of like, huh? But for a lot of women, how they first discovered orgasm and their own sexual pleasure was with water. So this is a product that just takes it, this is kind of like Water Toy 3.0. It's skipped 2.0. Absolutely, absolutely. And you don't have to do that weird scrunchy position underneath the faucet. Many <laughs> <laughs> women are like, yeah, I don't have to like, get under the faucet like, like that. Like, oh my, I can't get my butt out of the way. I know. And so many women like know that and relate to it. I mean, I'll show what it shows. And the women from 10 feet away, 15 feet away go, I know exactly what that does. Exactly. And the guys have to lean over the tank and say, so what does this do? Exactly. So, even in this, and Kim, you and I are talking about even men who are within the adult industry. Oh, yeah. Who, they're going like this, huh? Who? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. So that's the whole, that's the whole fun challenge of carving a niche mm-hmm. in an in industry that, you know, like people say, oh, great, thank God, not another pink rabbit. With sparkles and spangles. That does this and does that, and where the rabbit is totally not in the area that the inside, the, no, the rabbit's on the outside, but the G-spot area is like five inches away from where the rabbit is. What are you thinking? Well, you know, and I remember, you know, just let's just go to another area. Yeah. When it comes to the designing of sex toys, I remember when the two guys came in and they were designing the first acrylic toys. No mind, K N O W. No mind. Out of Florida, yeah. Out of Florida, Pyrex. Right, and these guys were hilarious. Well, they had these great toys, but here's what they actually said. They said, of all of the times that we've been with women, and we thought we knew about women's genitals, we had no idea. He said we were designing things, and we didn't know what we were doing. He said, we made them straight when they should have been curved. We did them this way when they should have been that. And these guys were like, they were like the such doobie dudes. <laughs> they were, but they had, they had some great products. But they also, they were the first to introduce the, you know, the acrylic and, you know, the, the Pyrex, pardon me, the Pyrex glass things could exactly. be cooled and warmed up. Yeah. But they admitted flat out. When it comes to really knowing, and here's the thing. What is it? OBGYNs have said, I do not have to see a woman's face. I can just see her genitals, and I know it's her. That is how unique (laughs) each woman's genitals are. So thinking that you're supposed to look like somebody else, please do not buy into the porn industry thing of, you know, like everyone has to look like everyone. You don't. Right. And it's right. the same way your orgasmic pattern doesn't have to be the same as everyone else's. Gosh, right. Or the sounds you make or anything like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So now we are – now is there anything else? We're, because we're going to touch more on things that we're seeing coming forward with adult novelty shows because mm-hmm. there's four of them over the next three weeks. <sighs> we're going to – but I want to start off the next segment by what defines a lesbian sex toy? Because I think – <laughs> 
fun definition because you have one sitting sitting here in front of me. And I have to admit that my older sister being gay, when I was writing my second book, How to Give Her Absolute Pleasure, I've never been with a woman. I've never, you know, done anything with a woman. So I called her up and I went like, it's Sherry Hall. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so she said, okay, here's some of the things you really got to know. I'm like this. Okay, let me let me get my pen. Sorry. Okay, we're coming up to our first break. My guest today is Kim Ayers. She is with Bubble Love. She's one of the founders of the company. And we are going to come back and talk about lesbian sex toys, the next coming sex uh, shows that we have, and all things sex toys. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, Business and background, you can go to mymomknowsbest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's paying it forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on doginet.com. Everybody, everybody. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question, be it function, sensation, or something you've heard. This is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. We do that even when we're off the air. We're talking about, so what do you know about this one? What do you know about that toy? Yeah, and we we meet for lunch frequently at this restaurant, and it's really fun because we're like, oh, we really love it when you're here because you're so much fun. Because we crack out sex toys on the dining room table there. And, and the guy goes like this. Ooh, I haven't I haven't seen this before. So here's what we were, um, as I said before the break, we're going to be talking about what defines a lesbian sex toy. Now, the company is one that, you know, is called Wet for Her. It is a French company, and it's women, it's lesbian designed. So that's their main marketing push. Now, have you written anything about this, Brexit? Um, 
I don't think I've done a profile on them, but I okay. certainly know them. I, I might have. I don't know. I write a lot for yeah. Xbiz. And, um, well, it's kind of interesting because, of course, everything's like pink and purple. Right. The color, for the coloration. Right. And, and while I think it's great, I also think that not every lesbian likes pink and purple. I mean, there's, and not every lesbian doesn't like something that doesn't look phallic. And so, in a way, it's a little limiting, but I also understand why there's some women that would like something like this. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. that don't want something that looks phallic. Um, what I brought is called um, the two. Oh, I guess that is just the name of it. And it's an extension of two long fingers. Okay. And it's silicone, so it's a sleeve. Here, I can pop that off my fingers. Ooh, mm-hmm. thanks. Um, so it's good for me. Yeah, exactly. How about, so it's just it's just the sleeve. It's just a sleeve for your two fingers. So because we know two fingers in an engorged vagina will not hit way up by the cul-de-sac, and you know because it expands during mm-hmm. sexual stimulation. Mm-hmm. So what this is made to is to extend your fingers for more finger penetration. And there's probably a lot of women out there that just want finger penetration, that don't necessarily want a dildo, never mind one that looks phallic. Now, one thing I think is kind of interesting is because I've, you know, I identify as bisexual and I've had lesbian friends since, like, early 20s, like, early, early 20s and stuff, and I think that a lot of um, the man-hating lesbian you know, women are getting fewer and fewer. Because well, they, they don't have to be as angry. As angry, exactly. And I mean, and I'm sure there's a lot out there, but there's such a fluidity now with gender that it's like, oh, is a lesbian sex toy really that relevant anymore? And I'm sure it is for a lot of women. I'm like, so certainly not putting it down. But it's kind of like, as we said, what defines a lesbian sex toy? Right. Because I know plenty of lesbians that want the most realistic-looking packer or dildo to have sex with their babe with, and they're lesbian. They're not any more or less lesbian than somebody that doesn't want anything like that. Yeah, you know, the type of toy does not define your lesbianness. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, like I say, I mean, I get why they'd want to do this, but it's also like, is that really necessary to have something? But it's the niche they created. Right, and here, here's the other thing is that they – they were very clear that this is who they were designing for. And, you know, I know when, when it comes to G-spot stimulation, when I was writing my first two books, I did ask Beverly Whipple. I phoned her up and I said, Beverly, <laughs> Beverly, I need to know exactly how to find this thing for women. Please walk me through it step by step. And she said specifically, most women are trying to find it when they're on their back, they're by themselves, and they aren't sexually stimulated. So this design is exactly what would work better because most men's fingers tend to be longer and stronger. So most, and by the time a man has his fingers that way inside of a woman's body who's straight, chances are she's pretty turned on to begin with. Right, true. But this, if you were trying to do this by yourself, I suppose you could work it, but it really does need that angling. But it is, I mean, it's nice pink little sleeve called two, and it looks like two... Fingers. Extended fingers, yeah, yeah, that are what, about six inches long, I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, you're, so, so your you, fingers going like, up to about the second. Right. You know, you can put your whole finger in there, but my fingers aren't six inches long. My right. fingers are about three and a half. 
Right. So it extends it. It's like double the length of your fingers. So if you could imagine that as for penetration, that's what that sleeve is. Right. Now, what what is this other thing that we have here? Oh, this other thing, okay, is obviously phallic looking. Right. Um, for those of you in radio, it's uh, phallic looking. Um, it's not it's a not, huge... It's not, that's not, not phallic looking. Right, it exactly. And this is made by Fuse Toys, F-U-Z-E Toys. Okay. That's their website. And it's a harness-compatible dildo, and the base of it, instead of being flat like many of them are, it's ridged. So you can easily use that in a harness. And the angle of the dangle is really good because a lot of times people will make a dildo that's straight, and then if you put it in a harness, it'll point down, which is not the angle of Mr. Happy last time I checked. No. So the angle of it is upwards, so the angle is really good. And the ridgy base can go directly against the clitoris and stimulate. Now, I see that you're putting your finger in the base of it. That's for one of those bullet vibes. You know, okay. the ones that are really inexpensive. You right, get them and really out. And yeah, and they're, yeah, and they're strong. But that's it, single speed, 3LR44 batteries, that type of thing. So that fits in the base of it. So you can really get some nice clitoral vibration with this toy as well as uh, it'll vibrate through the shaft because it's not a real thick, wide shaft on that. It's probably like an inch and an eighth, inch right. and a quarter yeah. max and, yeah. width. And it's a really nice, realistic shape. And, you know, like I said, a lot of lesbians are like that, a lot of straight people are like that. This will be great for anal use on on men. I was going to say straight men, but I don't like even identifying like, oh, you can only use that up in the straight man's butt, you know. No. Um, I mean, but here's what I also, you know, continue what you're going to say because I have a couple points here. Sure. About it. Sure. It's just, I mean, it's a real not scary size for a lot of people. And the coloring is really nice. It's right. A, it's sort of like a light milk chocolate. It is. It is. And so, you know, it's kind of can go across a couple of um, skin tone spectrum because that's a whole other thing. You know, like they make toys for black people and they're black, you know, or they're extremely, extremely dark brown. There's such a range of skin tones out there now right. that, you know, and this company, Fuse Toys, makes a lot of different skin tones, which is really nice. I like that. Um, it's a new company. Right. The... Um, the thing that I also like about it is that it's going for, it's covering the market of couples who want to try pegging, right? whether they're straight, gay, bi, heteronormative, heterofluid, you know, whatever, whatever term people are going to use. I was just reading something. Reese Malone did a posting that he did of all of the people on FetLife, and he did this review of all of the things on FetLife of how they identify, where are they from, da 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 And, I mean, he just did an enormous amount. But it was literally on Facebook today, and I'm like, oh, my Lord. The number of, the number of different definitions, it's like there's a new one popping up every week. But what, what I like about this is that, you know, it is something that it, it's got more of a little cushioning here. Because mm -hmm. what, what I've had women who are using strap-ons with their partners tell me is that it can be like you can get bruised as a result of the end when you're wearing a strap-on, right on the pubic bone. Right. But this is designed for you to get your own pleasure. Wear with the strap. Okay, imagine those of you in Radioland 
Where would this and what type of a strap-on would this fit for? It would have to have a harness that has an O-ring in it and right. one on the smaller side and or an adjustable one. Right. Um, and without a backing on it because a lot of the harnesses do have a backing yeah, a leather behind. Backer. Right. Right. Leather fabric, too. Um, so if it's fabric, it should be really thin because so, some of them have a neoprene. You know, there's a whole bunch of different harnesses out there or leather, as you mentioned. Right. And so that would defeat the purpose of the ridges and the angle of where the ridges are as well. Right. So it would have to be one that has an open back. A lot of those that do have a fabric backing have um, kind of like two cuts in them, I guess it would be, where the straps fit through to the front and then there's an O-ring and snaps. So you can actually, if they have those, you can actually take the backing off. Right. And just, just, use, and just, just exactly, the O-ring Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that would work for that. Uh, so you have to be, not careful, but you'd have to be aware of what your harness is like with that. Well, you know, by the time someone's looking at harnesses, chances are they have an idea of what they'd like to try. Exactly, exactly. There are some really great beginner sets. Tantus has one called Bend Over Beginner, which is ideal if you want to try it. You know, I have to tell you, Tantus has a great line of products, and I have used that with my YPO, Young President Organizations, Entrepreneurs Organization. Those are some of the giveaways that I give. Oh, great. (laughs) <laughs> it's like yes, yes, you are busy and yes, you're making money, but you also want to know about these things. Exactly. And, and there, and I check with them and I say, listen, I have a range of things that I can, you know, access for you. And I said, but I know that this is an area that many couples would like to try. I think we're also going to see when we think of, you know, because you and I talk about trends and, you know, we're going to be. We have three minutes until our next break. Yikes. You, you and I own everything goes by so fast. We're going to talk about the shows that we're that um, we're going to be at. I'm going to be at one of them. I'm not going to be at all four. Oh, come on. Oh, come oh, on. Can't you last for three weeks? No. Uh, we're going to there's the Adult Novelty Show, which is next Monday, Tuesday. Then there's X Biz here and Adult Novelty is going to be up at Burbank uh-huh. Airport again. Yeah. X Biz is here on Sunset. Uh, down by, uh, it's down in the Sunset Boulevard area, then She, the Sexual Health Expo, and then, interestingly enough, the AVN show is being after everything as opposed to being before it. Right, right. Which, and that will be in Las Vegas, which we have, this is where, I mean, so the people who are doing, I mean, you're just going to be a crazy person by the end. I'm going to be a crazy person. It's my business. I tell my friends, I'm like, I'm going to be off the radar for three weeks. So if I don't get back to you, just hang with me or if I can't see you. Because there's, <laughs> I think there's only like four days in that three weeks that I just I will have to myself. So that means i got to get all my laundry done now. I was just going to say. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and you know, know travel. When we're traveling. Totally we know, know that, that. It's, like, it's like you go, you calculate. How long am I in town? What do I need to do? What needs to be exchanged? What bills? Absolutely. Yeah, but we're going to be doing, um, talking about the trends of what we see coming forward for these shows because there's certain things that I'm expecting to see. And I want to bounce them off of you and see whether or not you think, because, you know, we're kind of looking into our sexual toy crystal ball. Great. And I think that there's uh, – I will be happy to see certain things expanding, and I will be equally happy to see certain things contracting. Oh, like pink rabbits? 
I'm like, <laughs> uh, like, like, how many of these freaking things can you make? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the... You know, just and just to give you a little tease, one of the things that I will be happy to see is the drop off of the crap products that keep coming out saying that this is a pheromone, this is a stimulant, this is something that will increase your libido, and they all they do is use words that don't make any sense to anybody and they don't have the science behind them. No nope. percentage of them. So here we're coming. Okay. Coming back, and then we're going to talk about trends in sex toys. Kim Ayers is my guest. Can't wait. Yay. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. There's one thing talking about how to stimulate. Um, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> My guest is Kim Ayers. And what we didn't wrap up on that final segment was, um, according to certain toy companies, a lesbian toy, sex toy, is defined by color and is defined by being designed by lesbians. So that's about as, is that about as broad a definition as we can give? And the shape, too. Right, the you shape. Know, it's, it's, you know, the belief that it doesn't, it shouldn't look phallic. Okay, there we go. Just add that for, uh, for sure. Right. 
So what we started talking about, which I was really intrigued, because this is a little tidbit that Lou doesn't know, and I'm so excited to share it with everybody. And it's a really wonderful tie-in with the lesbian sex toy thing, is how and why silicone dildos came to be. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, dildos have been made out of every imaginable material. You know, glass, probably since they invented glass, wood, yes, people make wood ones, you know, all sorts of things. Ceramic, been around since ceramics. So they've been around. Jade, as we know, goes right. way back and things. And so how did silicone become part of the sex toy revolution? And it's real interesting. What happened was in, oh, let's see, probably late 60s, like 68, 69, Mm -hmm. was a Jamaican man named Gosnell Duncan. Mm -hmm. And he was handicapped. And he was, I don't know if he was in a wheelchair, I've never met him, but he's a handicapped man. So he wanted to make something that, was the consistency of his own penis with an erection. Uh-huh. So he spent two years trying to figure out, well, he kind of figured out what material, and he spent two years working with scientists, and what he thought of was silicone bathtub caulking because it's firm, yet it gives. So he got in touch with scientists from GE, who were the original makers, and they still might be, of silicone, like the raw material silicone. Uh And he worked with them for two years to develop a formula that closely imitated the feel of an erect penis. So he started making dildos for the handicapped community. And what the first ones were called Jupiter, and the base of them are actually like a crescent moon or like a half moon because the top of it would be rounded, then it would have the phallic shape, and then it would be even across so a handicapped man could put that over his genitals without crushing his genitals. Right. So that was the original shape. And then he started making softer shapes, which didn't look like a penis, that were rounded and things and in all different lengths. And then along comes the store Eve's Garden, Uh which opened up in 1972 in New York City. It's still there. Uh And it was originally, and still very much strongly, is a lesbian sex toy store. So they had restrictive hours around men going there, things like that. So he had seen an ad, like I said, around 72, 73, about Eve's Garden. And just the same way as Gosnell would say it, because he's Jamaican, he thought, oh, I wonder if lesbians would like these. And he contacted Del Williams, the founder of Eve Garden, and showed her the ones that were not phallic-shaped. And she said, well, yeah, they might. So that's how they started silicone dildos. So for the longest time, I'd opened my bricks-and-mortar store grand opening in 1993, and there were only two people making silicone toys at that point. Right. It was Gosnell with Scorpio products, uh-huh. and then another one called Dills for Doze. So it was only oh, those yeah. two companies, yeah. exactly, for about three years. And then it was three or four years, actually, and that's when Tantus came along uh-huh. because they realized, no, actually, Vixen Creations was the next one. It was a woman... Uh, Marilyn, who was actually the accountant at Good Vibrations, 
who said, you know, it's really tricky to get dildos from these two companies. I'm going to start one. So she actually was the third company that started making them. Vixen Creations, still in business, still doing great. Mm-hmm. And then Tantus came along right shortly after that. And mm-hmm. now there's a zillion companies that make silicone dildos. But that's the history of them, which is really neat. I mean, the properties of silicone toys is they take heat really well. You can mm-hmm. boil them to clean them. They're just they're wonderful properties. You want to keep anything sharp away from them. Right. And now, what lubes can't you or can't you use? Well, this is the whole thing because a lot of people believe you shouldn't use a silicone lube with a silicone toy. And what that has to do with, it has to do with the formula of the silicone lube and the formula of the silicone toy. Correct. So some do have interaction. It'll make a sticky sensation on the surface of it. You cannot wash that off. It's a chemical reaction. And you've already said it. Already said it. Your toys, and that's are also much why you can't trash. put certain latex toys besides certain silicone toys, or they'll it's melt together. And you get and you get sex toy ugh. icky, and you're like, you know, to this day, I still have not figured out which ones melt what. I mean, because there's so different materials in all different toys and things. So, I mean, a really good way to just keep your toys clean is to keep them separate in glass jars, like science projects, <laughs> <laughs> and or if or if you keep them in. Um, if they're cleaned and dry, and put them in a plastic bag, and then put them in a cloth bag. Yeah, that and works. That way, you're not going to have plastic, plastic, because that's the thing that's the issue. And plastic, plastic can get goopy too. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. So that, here's the thing, you know, the you know the lubes to use is also a question. So really, it's about you know consumer being aware. Yeah, absolutely. And what I always say is if there's any doubt, just put a like, couple drops of the lube in a place that doesn't matter, like the base of your toy on the underside of it or something where if it does make a chemical reaction, you don't trash your toy. Right. So just do that. Um, I always recommend p- putting it on overnight and leaving it overnight and like rubbing it in with a Q-tip. Or just you, know, you don't need a big surface to know that there's going to be a chemical reaction. Right. And then wipe it off and then clean it the next day. Just wash it soap and water. And see, and see if it's changed the texture. Exactly. Exactly. Let's put it this way. You'll know right away. You totally will know right you away. You will know so, right away. Yeah. It's, like, it's like if you, as a woman, if you've ever put nail polish on and you use something that has like a solvent type oh. thing in it and your nail polish, you go like this, oh, there's no going back. Yeah. That's like your your polish, your manicure's done. It's totally, and it's a lot like that consistency too, for yeah, sure. Yeah, kind of like that tacky Here, feel. Yeah, here's a funny one. So when I had my bricks and mortar store at Grand Opening, which is on the web now at grandopening.com, I would always tell people when they bought a silicone toy, I'm like, you want to keep it away from anything sharp. So no zippers, nails, teeth, cats or dogs. And you have to keep them away from ferrets. <laughs> Because ferrets eat no. rubber, and I swear this happened. A customer walks into the store and says, I need to buy a new dildo. My ferret ate my dildo. And I looked at the person buying. I'm like, you think I make this up, huh? It was the, it was perfect timing because they eat rubber things. So you want to keep your silicone dildos away from you know, ferrets. Is that also why ferrets would go after rubber-lined Anything. tension cords? Uh, yep, Absolutely. Okay, so here we go. So here we go. Let's talk about some trends. I am, to me, what I think I would like to see is that the the trashy products that they say are going to be aphrodisiacs for you. I'd like to get them out of there because they're really not tested. They don't have any of the – they'll take a grain of sand and build a freaking beach out of it. Don't like that. The thing that I do like is that we are seeing more smaller companies that have really high-quality manufacturing standards, Bubble Love being one of them. Mm -hmm. 
they don't have to have a huge, broad range of products. Um, another company that I quite like is Crave. Yep. Crave did a great job with their duet. Yep. This is, you know, I did my own build my own dildo. You did that too. That, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was great. That was fun. I really. Um, they only have, you know, three or four things. They mm-hmm. don't have nine gazillion. I also think that we are going to see a drop off of the huge, monstrous range of things that people are buying. I think people are getting, like when we see the product ranges that, and it's true. I mean, you look at things like even with Doc Johnson. If you go to try to order some of the things, they may say they have, you know, 13,000 SKUs or whatever it is, but you might only be able to get 1,000 of them. Right. Because they're not, they don't have them in the manufacturing pipeline because they're not, so even though they represent that, so I am seeing that I think people are looking for a better quality product. I think we have a consumer that's getting much smarter. I think we have a consumer who's more than willing to talk with other people about, hey, listen, I got this. What did you think? They're no long, it's no longer – I mean, vibrators now are ubiquitous within, within bedrooms and within relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I also think we're going to see that more people are wanting to use the product to truly connect, not just we're seeing more couples' toys. We are seeing more things where people want to use it as whether we call it, you know, WeVibe first was, you know, first on there, but we have fixation. We have products where people are more using them as a connective thing versus as just by themselves. Uh, Absolutely. And then I also think what we're going to see is a shift and a change of more things coming forward of a different type of exploration than what originally happened when Fifty Shades, the books, came out. Because February 15th, we have the movie coming out, and people are going to try and capitalize on that, which I think there will be. But people have to realize this is a movie about a love story, and that's what I think people overlook. But I think we will see more things where people are like, well, you know, let's but see what, you know, we might be able to try that's new. I don't think we're going to see as big a blip as we did because we're also seeing more manufacturers who are acting like they're, you know, the first thing that ever arrived in the area of BDSM or any bondage, and they weren't because still I think Sports Sheets has still one of the best lines ever. Right, um, right. From a, you know, vanilla bondage. Absolutely. You know, it's real interesting, like, all the points that you bring up because I think the majority that touches upon the one theme that touches upon so many of those trends is generational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it's an internet age. It's like you keep on talking industry of just knowing things like what you're saying about the knowledge of the products and how they're made and things like that. It's like, okay, where do I start? So aphrodisiacs, I mean, there's a company that still makes Spanish fly, you know, that we know is sugar water. They still sell a zillion of them. They still make them, but you know, that's going to drop off sooner rather than later. Exactly. Now we're coming up to our final break here. 
We're finishing with Spanish fly, Cantharides, which is basically an irritation to the ureter. And then we will come back. My guest is Kim Harris. We'll be back with more things about sex toys. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Welcome to TogiNet, radio with a cutting edge. This is the TogiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Welcome to Podcasting by Professionals. My name is Keith with Radio Links Broadcast Marketing, and I am here today to introduce you to five top industry pros who will teach you everything you need to know to start your own professional podcast. At the end of the course, we think you'll be well on your way to becoming an expert host of your own show. By the way, please do visit our website. It is podcastingbyprofessionals.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello there. I'm coming back now. Kim Ayers is my guest. We were talking about what we see the trends are going to be. There's, as we talked about, there's going to be the adult novelty show next Monday, Tuesday, then XBiz, then the She, which is Sexual Health Expo, and then AVN, which is talking about the trends. And Kim, you were talking about it being generational, and I totally agree with you. There are many parts of it that, whether it's the technology, whether it's the attitude, whether it's hey, listen, we'll talk about whatever we do with one another, take the pictures of them, do, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a big part of it. Um, you were talking about, like, Fifty Shades of Grey and stuff, and as we know, the tsunami when the books came out was huge and caught everybody in the adult industry off guard. Um, and now we, we all know, we all we all know this movie's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, my fear is that the movie's going to suck, you know, but, I mean, it could, but... We're hoping not, you know. You know, I, 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 having watched the trailer, some of the trailers. Yeah. I think, I think uh, Dakota was cast very well. Really, you know who she is, don't you? Mm-hmm. I know John Johnson's the, daughter and Melanie Griffith's daughter. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, oh, I mean, I think, you know, because I know those books backwards and forwards. Yeah. And I think she, you know, from what I've seen from the trailers. I think she got the character. Oh, good. And, you know, but anyways, can you? Yeah, no, 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 which is good, which is good. And so, you know, you mentioned sports sheets, and what they did is they thought, well, you know, people are going to see the movie and go, we want to experiment with this. Mm-hmm. So they came out with their experiments line, which is a few, it's, I think, five different um themes to it and right. kits and things because mm-hmm. they're like a kit is really easy and their packaging is very different and things like that so it'll be interesting to see how that takes off after the movie comes out and mm-hmm. how that if the industry like if Benoit balls go through another cycle again and stuff um it's just uh, you know 
we were talking to, I think something what, that you brought up are the smaller companies uh-huh. that make products. Right. Because this is, you know, you can throw so much more, I think, in the, the quality of a product than one of, like, the larger manufacturers. Right. Because I actually worked for a larger manufacturer, and it's like, oh, is that going to sell? Yeah, let's get it in, you know. And, I mean, the first day I worked at one, I had a cane that they were selling, Now, you know, a thin bamboo cane. Well, if you're selling it, you want it to work. So I'm, like, swacking it around, and it broke. And I'm like, uh, I don't feel comfortable selling this. No. You know, so so I was actually complimented by one of the owners, because I would try stuff out, not like physically, but like put the batteries in. How does it mean? Does it make noise? You know, that type of thing. And he's like, we've never had anybody work with us that's done that. And I kind of looked at him like, you're kidding. Do they not have people know that? Well, here, um, excuse me, soapbox time. I have never really been all that mad keen about working with distributors because what I find with distributors is they make this statement, when you ask them, how well does it work, they say, it sells really well. But that doesn't right. answer the question, does it work well? Yeah. No, exactly. That's, I wanna that's know, a big thing. Yeah. I want to know, does it work well? Because right. here's what they know. They have a built-in no-return policy. Right. Right. Which, and then what happens is people go, like, oh, my God, my body parts aren't working. No, your body parts are working just fine. Right. This thing doesn't work. Right. And that's the thing that really frustrates the bejesus out of me is um, products that say, oh, creates orgasms. You know, I'm like, I just roll my eyes whenever I see anything like that, you know. Except for, of course, bubble love, because that's proven. Well, we, but, you know, and we have people who, and that's the thing. When I was having a conversation earlier today with someone, I said, I'm not the one who tests things. I have field researchers test things. Right. I have people who have no vested interest in something, test something and tell me it works or it doesn't work. Now, one of the things that I was asking you about is a product that you introduced me to called Afterglow. And... I mean, the idea behind it is that it has like sort of like a form of light therapy that also, so it creates even greater engorgement vaginally. And it's beautifully packaged. It's one product for the company, correct? Correct. That's it. That's it. And I have to tell you, it is anyone who's looking for, if you are an aficionado of these products, check this puppy out. Because I, to me, it's something that they did their homework. They did, well, it was invented by a doctor, a urogynecologist, which is not a gynecologist from Europe. It's one who urological gynecologist. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right. exactly. And so he knew all the inner workings. So what happened was interestingly that, enough, yes, exactly. Um, he was treating pelvic pain with light therapy, and Lou and I have gotten in really nice long discussions about the use of light therapy. And mm-hmm. there might be people rolling their eyes, but this works. And what it does is it works at a cellular level. Correct. So he was finding out that his patients were actually reporting better sex experiences. Mm-hmm. And these are women that had pelvic pain. So a lot of time pelvic pain is associated with sexual function, sometimes not, you know, that type of thing. So they were they were kind of sheepishly admitting, well, actually my sex life has been getting a lot better. So he thought maybe there's a connection there. So he basically kind of made a gizmo that it vibrates also. The shape is a really 
perfectly, in my words, anatomically correct shape between an internal and external stimulation points. And then it has the light, and it has a cycle. It comes with a little owner's manual. And, that. and the owner's manual is not little. It's not little, no. It's in many languages, but it goes a little bit into the science, but then it also is like, you know, how to use it and everything. And it's um, a button that you push, and it goes on an eight-minute cycle that's pre-programmed between vibration, vibration strength, and light. Mm-hmm. And all of the sex women I know, that are mean, that means those of us who test this stuff out, try it, we'll tell you whether or not it works, all of us who have tried it are amazed. There's no other word to put for it. It's what the end result is. The end result is remarkable. And I, I just, I start stumbling about over myself when I start describing it because you cannot describe it like any other vibrator <laughs> it's out not. there. It's, it's not. not. It's not. It's not. And it has a, the, um, it, it's, there's, a, orgasms sort of like occur. This is something that stays. And is and there, there's a reason, yeah, it's deep. There's a reason why it's called after glow. And it is a warmth, it is like something because when you first told me about it, I was like, like, this is one of the first times I'm going to be talking about the fact that I actually use something. But I got to tell you, this surprised me. See? I mean, it, 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 you know, you go in with these expectations. Oh, yeah, it's another thing that says it creates orgasm. <laughs> you know, yeah, I read that right. before. And then exactly. afterwards, after like this eight-minute cycle, it's, it, I'll put it in first person, it, I became voracious. Like, I just had to have more. Mm-hmm. And and for like an hour afterwards, I mean, it was it was a peak that I, I, that no other toy has ever done for me, and things. So so it was really something. And then, like I said, another woman that I know that's a sex gal. She's like, I had the best sex with my boyfriend after that. And just it really it just changes it changes your vulva because it goes way more than just being vaginal. It's the whole vulva area yeah. changes it at a cellular level. For an amazing for an extended period of time. Extended period of time. Like, it's like do not use this right before you have to go to work. Okay, that no, is not, not a good idea. Yet. No. Now and now, one of the things you worked with the woman who did the film Orgasm. Orgasm Inc. Orgasm mm-hmm. Inc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has a new one coming out. Oh. About um, uh, rape on campuses. Oh, okay. And I think it's called Stopped. Anyways, I was just, I didn't know if, it's Liz Kaner, correct? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Liz Kaner. And to me, this was something I was talking about last week, was the top, to me, what the top 2014 stories were in the area of sex in the news. Mm -hmm. And one of them being about the the issue of rape on campuses Mm -hmm. and within the military and the, the lack of reporting of it. And this is something where she has spent the last two years, two, three years, putting this together. I just literally saw something on oh, it. Oh, I'll have to so give her just, a call on that. Yeah. yeah I, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's real interesting because, you know, I've done speaking and things and um, making healthy sexual choices, and a lot of times I go to colleges, and I'll say something and I'll lead it off and say, look, I might be going out on a limb with this, but men can be raped too. And and you can still have the same after effects of trauma, of affecting your sex life for the rest of your adult life. And don't think it only happens to women. And you see the faces of these college kids, like like they're kind of puzzled by that because so much of the media and everything is rape against women. And what's happened 
every time I've spoken about this is women afterwards when we're talking one-to-one, they'll come up to me and they go, that happens a lot here. Yeah, and, and men, and, and, it, and I, I know of grown men who, as a result of it happening when they were teenagers, their lives have never been the same. Right. I know, it, and I know, and, and they could never tell anybody how I found out about it is because this person was absolutely blind drunk and told me. Oh, there you go. And we're not talking about men raping men. We're talking about women. Oh, we're talking about men raping men who are straight. Oh, you're talking about that. Well, which is, that's a whole other thing. No, I'm talking about women who take advantage of guys. That's, it's the equivalent of they say no. Okay. And, and the women still go up. Because what happens if a guy is, his the wiring of a man, I mean, he can see bare breasts and get an erection, even though, like, that person might not turn him on. It's like, bing that's what happens. So they get taken advantage of that mm-hmm. way. And that's what these women were referring to, not so much the men-to-men thing, which I ah. think, like, is even more stigmatized because any guy will be like, hey, come on, how come you didn't I have a good time? Um, you know, and stuff, right. and it's against here's, their will. So Right. And here's the thing that I think when we go back to that comment about people wanting to truly connect, I think people are also looking to have healthier sex lives. Absolutely. And they want to have a sex life that isn't just solely about an orgasmic reaction or something. They want something that they know they're in the driver's seat of creating something. We've already, we've, our pendulum has swung to the point where we have, I mean, 9,000 sex toys in our cupboard and all of this and techniques. Now we are going back to another, something that's more even keel. Absolutely. A quality, a quantity that's right. of, our, of our choice. But when when you and I, look, when I'm going to go through, you know, the adult novelty next week, it's going to be, you know, what's, what's new? What do I see? I don't want to see any more sparkles and spangles and things. I mean, that's like, please. And, you know, how many more companies can rip somebody else off? Mm, yeah, okay, right. I know who you are. Yet what I always look for is what's new. Right, right. And that's the thing is that's every, you know, that filters to your distributor, that filters to your retailer, that filters down to your consumer. Yeah. What's new? I mean, this is the major, major thing, which is the challenge for bricks and mortar stores as opposed to online, because online you can just add it like that. But bricks and mortar, it's like, oh, I've got to make more room for inventory and things like that. And got to add, right. That's what my background is for 12 years. So so it's always, but that's what's going to keep a repeat customer. Even online is what's new. So that's the challenge to the manufacturers, what's new and what's not crappy. What's not crappy. You know. Exactly. Because a lot of the stuff is just vile. So we have a minute until the end of the show. My guest today has been Kim Ayers. Uh, GrandOpenings.com. Uh, GrandOpeningSingular.com. Grandopening. Yeah. Dot com. And with Bubble Love. BubbleLove.com. BubbleLove.com. And the blog at KimAyers.com. A-I-R-S. And you can check out some of her writing when it, on XBiz.com. Yeah. Just check out Kim Ayers writing. And thank you so much for being here. I love being here, Lou. I know. We have fun. We have we do. And we fun. shot a very fun little video, which will get posted up and talking about how to use bubble love. Yes. So thank you again, my dear. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with host Lou Paget. 
Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 